Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Welcome to our listeners episode. It's a eight. The eight one. Yowza. We've only got four left and we've been doing this for a year. That's insane. This That's are... not even a whole hand. <laughs> you know what I mean. No, I don't. A whole hand. There's less than less than five? Eight? Four left for the rest of the year. Oh, I thought you were talking about the eight. No, eight is almost two hands. That's what I was wondering about. It's both hands if you don't count the thumbs. This is Barney. <laughs> we're going to teach you how to use your fingers to count. Uh, also, this is where we read your crazy ass fucking stories. This is also where we read off all the names of our donators, except before we realized how many people would actually become donators, we didn't realize that when we said we would read off all the names, (laughs) we didn't realize one day how many names we would have to read. But this month we broke 200 donators. You guys... It's blowing our minds. And now everybody who's, like, not a donator is like, I'm skipping all of this. Skip away, but don't, because all these people deserve to be recognized. But don't, because they do, and also this is going to be a really fun presentation for you. Is it? Yes. Are we going to scat? We're going to scat around and scooby-dooby-doo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Something I was not told about until this exact minute, by the way, guys. Me neither. Let's go. Are we just rapid firing? Or... Sure. This is Team Milkshake. Oh. oh, this is our Patreon donators, in case you're wondering. Right. Okay. Uh, these are all the $2? $2 Team Milkshake. So this we is... should, you know, what we should do. We should have some like good music in the background, <gasps> some like rapid fire, like racing music. Oh my god, I'm gonna put music in it. Okay. Okay, ready? I'm gonna put music in it. So just do your thing, and then I'll I'll layer music under it later. Okay. Should I like? Just like I'm just gonna brace myself do... so you have some intro music warming in right now. Definitely do whatever like feels right. <laughs> I'm just gonna go as fast as I can. Okay. Okay. So rev up the engines. Ready? Rev, rev, rev. Fahrenheit, Elizabeth, Allison, Emily, Alexandra, Lisa, Jessica, Andrea, Sue, Tamsin, Brandy, Lisa, Andrea, Kirkies, Patricia, Aaron, Emily, Jerry, Derek, and Zach. Woo! That is Team Milkshake. Okay. Are you ready? For- ready for Team Wine, Team Wine, Team Wine, Team Wine. Team Wine's just fine. Team Wine's the best of all of its kind. <laughs> that was bad. Are you drunk? English is not my first language. Oh, my God. Jim, Marissa, Emily, Serena, Julia Marie, Nick, Zach, Megan, Grim, Donald, Nikki, Heather, Jill, Andrea, Lynn, Nicolina, Brooke, Amanda, Katie, Jessica, Jess, Nikki, Shelby, Lauren, Adrienne, Lexis, Heather, Allison, Zoe, and Crystal. Woo! All right, let's do... Okay, so this is a back and forth. This is uh, Team Sassy. Fuck. <sighs> the best team. All right, so the music better be hyped right now. This is hype music. I'm ready. Start there. Jody, Megan, Kaylin, Ashley, Amber, Amanda, Leah, Sumit, Bear, Jessica, 
<laughs> Alyssa. Winter. Michelle. Justine. Vanessa. Kimberly. Melissa. Sydney. Alexandra. Morgan. Jackie. Allie. Allie. Emma. Justin. Camille. Sarah. Mariah. Stephanie. Kim. Danny. Brittany. Danielle. Rebecca. Jerry. Eric. Dana. Chelsea. Coral. Wynema. Rebecca. Jennifer. And Alexander Schieffer. Last but not least. And now we got our $10 who get uh, merch, who get t-shirts and some A other. A whole pile of merch. whole pile of merch. Oh which... my God. It's like mine. Thank you guys so much. It's like looking at this list, I can't believe how many people donate it to It makes us. my heart so happy. You guys are so fucking nice i wish i could actually rap so we could write you a cool rap we'll work on it we'll work on it we'll work on it it'll i'm not be- saying it can't be done i'm just saying it'll be it'll be quite a task it will be and it needs some time but maybe for christmas or hanukkah or like easter i like a good hanukkah rap a hanukkah rap. we'll sing them in eights <laughs> <laughs> eight at a time okay right. ten dollar rewards this is team geo oh baby g okay Ready? Yes. Emily. Kevin. Dana. Andrew. Lisa. Kimberly. Rochelle. Allison. Colin. Erica. Tanya. Sierra. Megan. Paige. Mitchell. Sarah. Luxia. Carrie. Rachel. Amy. Bethany. Angela. Lisa. Jessica. Judah. Kate. Bronte. Sarah. Jordan. Wendy. Noel. Carrie. Ryan. Amber. Kelsey. Ruby. Macy. Jessica. Mana. Shannon. Emma. Emma. Mary. Rebecca. Callie. Alexa. Rocco. Aaron. Crystal. Danny, Molly, Kirby, Anna, Wendy, Chelsea, Chelsea, Michelle, Sarah, Sam, Theron, Katie, Jessica, Jay, Erica, Sierra, Maddie, Rachel, Lindsay, Jennifer, Mary, Caroline, Christy, Brittany, Caleb, Andrea, Aaron, Samantha, Michelle, Jordan, Amber, Ashley, Hunter, Danny, Hillary, Elena, Hunter, Molly, Casey, Erica, Christine, Karen, Julia, Martha, Laura, Dobby, Jeffrey, Kia, Jory, Griselda, Katie, Aaron, Tiana, Ashton, Linda, Elise, Marisol, Rachel, Cece, Johnny, Renata. All right, so now I got our 25... $25 rewards. Guys. You guys. That's so nice. To use my catchphrase, listen. The, the only... Uh, we don't know how we're gonna repay you but no one day when we're big and famous enough to have shows you 25 dollars rewards will especially be getting something out of us oh, like, yeah, you'll at probably, least a hug for sure you'll probably be sitting on stage with us or some yeah, shit you'll just sit on <laughs> you'll just sit like on you know how like the cool teachers in the auditorium would sit and like have their legs sway <laughs> on the side like on the side of the on the of the stage they just sit on the stage with their legs swaying sure no? thing yeah whatever yep that if you went to school with me you know what i'm talking about oh sure yeah none I'm of sure. these people did. most of these griselda and all of them probably did yeah right um well either way maybe you can like watch geo for a few minutes or something <gasps> oh yeah oh what baby, if i just baby. use this as like maybe a- maybe if you're a 25 dollar reward and we have a show one day we will like hand you a dog treat and you get to do a trick with geo <laughs> we will give you a dog treat and you can take a picture with geo or something <gasps> I mean, saying. what if I just use this as like a dog sitting service? Basically, if you give us $25 on Patreon, we'll stick your fingers in peanut butter <laughs> and then call Geo over to you and you'll have a great time. We'll cover you in GIF and then you'll have to be thankful <laughs> about it. And then it. you say thank you to us. Yes. While you pay us money. Speaking of which, let's list the people who will one day be covered in Skippy <laughs> because of us. Thank you already to Orion, Amanda, Linda, Blaze, Tessa, Eric, Jennifer, Lisa, and Priscilla. You guys are the bomb.com. Everyone, everyone we've listed is the bomb.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Everyone. Just know how much we care about you. Like, we're very aware that you're the reason that we're able to keep doing this. Yes. And there's more stuff coming. I promise. We're, we're building and building and building. So it'll only get better from here. Oh my gosh. Just the peanut butter, Costco sized peanut butter on your hands is coming. Oh gosh. Gio's going to have such a stomach ache and it's all because of you. All right, Em, you want to read some creepy stories from our listeners? If I were Christine, I would say this. Listen. (laughs) Yes, that's accurate. Because I don't know what the hell I'm about to read. All I know is Christine read it a while ago and starred it because she knew that she couldn't read it later. She wants like Basically, because Christine does all the fucking work for this podcast. (laughs) Shut up. She will read something that she really likes and wants to forget and (laughs) and enjoy later as I read it to her. So she'll star it and then wait like a month and then give it to me once she's forgotten the story. And she's like, I don't know what this is, but I know I'm going to have a fucking laugh. (laughs) Let's crack into it. Let's. This is from Madison. And the title, the subject of the email is called L.A. is a real trip. That, that it is. is. Oh! Wow. <laughs> Jinx. 
Here we go. Madison says, Hey, Em and Christine. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) At least I fake happiness, Christine. Damn. Oh, I can't. (laughs) I'm a fan of your podcast, and I wanted to check out some fun spots with my friend while visiting her in Long Beach. We decided yesterday would be our L.A. day and started off at Griffith Park Observatory. Hey! Where Willie, my service dog, aww, proceeded to eat and get swarmed by bees (gasps) the second we hiked to the observatory. Oh, no! Fortunately, no one was stung, but he did eat one poor bee buddy. Poor babe. Our next stop was the Museum of Jurassic Technology. Have you been there? No, but... It's so cool. It's kind of creepy, though. My friend Patrick went recently for his birthday and said it was cool. I went when I... I I used to live over there Mm -hmm. um, when I lived in Inglewood, and it was pretty close, and it looked really cool. It's really neat, but it's super dark in there, and... Have you been? I literally am telling you about it. I thought you said it looked really cool. I didn't know you. No, like when I went there with my eyes, it looked really cool. Oh, you went with your eyes too? It it looked cool as a surrounding of mine. I see. But it was very dark. But there were all these exhibits of like, they had a whole room on like old superstitions. And so all the exhibits (gasps) were different things that people used to believe in. Whoa, that sounds right down our alley, huh? Hi, baby G. Did you want me for something? My stinky boy. My baby, 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 baby. Okay. Um... Our next stop was the Museum of Jurassic Technology. I don't know if you've been there before, but it's one creepy place. <laughs> yes, we just discussed this. Yes. It's a tiny spot that is dark with ominously lit exhibits. I hated it the second we stepped in, and even my service dog, Willie, seemed immediately <gasps> turned off with his tail tucked in between his legs Aww. and his ears back. It is. It looks really shady and dark. Oh, no. It's not a well-lit place. Between the random disembodied voices and chants from a cat's cradle exhibit to a strange demonic voiced movie about space travel, we were pretty spent after a few minutes. Willie practically hurled us down the stairs to escape. Poor baby. Once we were out, Megan and I still thought, hey, the Museum of Death may be less creepy than that place. Let's check that out. And wouldn't you know it, it was actually way less creepy feeling. It was also surprisingly informative and gory, which is true. The Museum of Death is actually one of my favorite museums out here. But I will say it's in and this is I'm totally jumping out of her story. But the Museum of Death is one of the most educational places I've been to mainly well it had it had really good information but the reason it was so educational is because it actually moved me because it's so fucking traumatizing <gasps> what you would not like going there you like it you fucked don't me think up so? i like i didn't enjoy my time there because it was so like you have to have a really strong stomach like there's like there's a lot of you know, it's a it's a lot to take in. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was that bad. Like they like one of the first things you walk into is um you're standing right next to one of the shirts from the Kent State shooting <gasps> with like blood all over it and it's Holy like Holy fuck. And it's not framed, it's just hanging right next <gasps> to you. That's the first room. And it's just one of like a bunch of stuff in that one exhibit and every room gets worse. Oh my god. Yeah, like you really have to have like an iron gut for it. But it's really educational because, like, it, I mean, you're definitely, like, taken out of your element and focused on some really dark shit, so you do learn something. Sure, sure. So, I mean, it does its job. Wow, okay. But, I mean, if that's the first thing you see, and also one of the other first rooms, which is actually really cool, um, it's a whole room where from ceiling to floor is, uh... A bunch of framed letters and drawings from different serial killers. Wow. So like John Wayne Gacy, they have like all of his drawings and like they have um, scratches and writings that he did on like a KFC menu and shit like that. <gasps> Holy shit. So I mean, shit. that stuff's really cool to be like right next to that stuff. But then you walk into another room and like you're literally next to things like it's, like it's tragedy. a tragedy. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, because it takes away the cool part of true crime. It puts you in the holy fuck part right, of true crime. Right. Like, it's like, I can't believe. Like, that. this is real. It makes you feel like a dirtbag because you go in and you're like, oh, I'm going to be entertained. And then, like, one room in, you're like, this is not funny or no, fun. This, no, Like, no. someone, so, oh, my God, like, someone's parents wept because of what I'm looking at Yeah, right you're, now. like, feeling the pain of it. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. <laughs> okay. On that note. <laughs> on that note, it is less creepy. I will say that. That's good. Unfortunately, L.A. wasn't officially done shocking us. Oh, boy. On our way back to Long Beach, a person committed suicide on the highway back and jumped off a bridge. I'm sorry. We didn't see it happen, 
but we definitely saw the body. <gasps> we uh, saw the body after going to the Museum of Death. Wow. That's, um, that's convenient. That is like a 24-hour period you do not want to relive. I've seen bodies before working at a hospital back home in Minneapolis, but this was definitely a new experience for me. <gasps> Luckily, Megan lightened the mood by introducing me to the podcast my dad wrote a porno. Yes. <laughs> it saves lives. It does. And we passed out on her couch when we got back. I've wanted to email you both prior to this to share my experiences with the paranormal and crime world, but this email is much too long. Another time. Thank you for sharing your podcast with the world, and thank you for unintentionally brightening my otherwise incredibly odd day in L.A., I introduced my friend to your <laughs> podcast this week, and we listened to the episodes the whole time we were traveling. Best, Madison, Megan, and Willie. <laughs> the best. I just remember reading that and being like, oh, cool. They went to the Museum of Death, and then she's like, and then someone committed suicide, and we saw their body. It was like, right. it's like, <laughs> It's like, it just got more and more dark. It's like, oh, so we went to, you know, the observatory. You know, I don't like hiking either. <gasps> oh but God. then we go to the Museum of Jurassic Technology, where it's super creepy. Then the Museum of Death, and then I witness a death i also will say she posted a photo of willie at house of pies like with her service dog in house of pies and it was the sweetest thing i've ever seen baby baby anyway that was just one of my fun little Uh, fun first visits to la yeah if only everyone's trip to la could be like that it's just like you know it's a unique fun touristy city all right i got one for you from jennifer it's called growing up with gettysburg ghosts Love it. Which I feel like you'd appreciate. I would because I grew up with Fredericksburg ghosts. Exactly. Same, uh, pretty gnarly battles. Same diff. Same diff. Hey guys, I'm a total fan of all things paranormal, true crime, and wine. Sorry, M, no milkshakes for this lot lactose intolerant girl (laughs) so your podcast is something my dreams are made of i've been listening for a few months now and figured it was the best time to share my own ghost story i grew up in a town four miles south of gettysburg pennsylvania the house we lived in was built in the late 1850s as the parsonage to the super old church across the street where my dad was a pastor at the time the mid 90s our family was just my dad my mom me and my younger sister when i was eight or so some stuff went down I was sleeping pretty soundly when something woke me up. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I realized my closet door was open, something I don't allow to this day because my closet is always so disgustingly messy. (laughs) So I sat up to turn on a light and see what was up. I saw this guy peek out and step out from my closet. No, you did not. (laughs) He was all gray, had a funny looking mustache, and was wearing some weird ass clothes with these big buttons. Dumbfounded, I watched this guy move his head from side to side then he slowly walked back into my closet and closed the door oh my god being an eight-year-old girl i began screaming at the absolute top of my lungs until Mm -hmm. my parents came running i tried to explain what i saw but my parents were adamant that i just had a bad dream and needed a drink of water before going back to sleep Uh. if my child is ever like there's a man in my closet i'm like let's set the entire property on fire (laughs) i know i feel like i'd be that parent that's like i would either be the asshole that doesn't teach them to ignore that shit i'd be like oh that was a ghost good luck you found a ghost in your room in your closet at eight years old (laughs) have fun sleeping in this bed until high school's over don't talk to me about it i want nothing to do with it or i would be the parent that was like oh no you just had a bad dream and then i would leave her room close the door look at my wife and be like oh my fucking god there's a demon (laughs) you'd be like lock her door let her deal with it i'd be like we're not gonna tell her we're just gonna put a fucking cross in there (laughs) we're just gonna put some holy water in the in the closet she's never gonna know (laughs) yeah i would set everything on fire that's my only response right yeah it's like okay we're moving that's all that's all i can think of also um wait is there more to the story oh a lot okay let me just stop real quick um so i grew up in a very very we're like one of the top 10 haunted towns or something Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. in virginia i don't know if it's in virginia or everywhere i'll have to look it up but uh i remember like my whole town used to be a battlefield um for the battle of fredericksburg and i remember being at my friend's house and her little sister being like oh yeah well what I was saying, like, well, how many people are spending the night? Or we were at a party, and we were like, how many people are going to spend the night? How many people are here? And one of the, her little sister came in and was like, well, what about the soldier? He's also here. No. And in my head, because we're in Virginia, right next to D.C., there's a lot of military people. So I was You're like, right. oh, she's talking about a soldier. Like, like a Razi guy or something. Like someone that's just at the party. 
And she was like, no, the soldier that like is always in my room. And I was like, what are you talking about? Get the fuck out. And she was, she had to have been maybe six. And she was like, whenever I like go to bed, like a soldier walks from one, like through one wall, says goodnight to me and then goes into my other wall. And I was like, how long has this been happening? And she was like, oh, it's been happening since we moved in. And I was like, and you're not scared? And she was like, no, he just says goodnight. No. And I was like, okay, one, adorable. Two, holy shit. <laughs> one, adorable. Like, two, set everything on fire. And three, I never went back into that house. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, continue oh God. with your story. This really feeds directly into the story. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. Uh, being the bomb-ass 90s kid I was. We all were. Obviously. And certainly after watching Harriet the Spy a few too many times. Oh, Michelle Trackenberg. Hells to the yeah. I decided to write everything down in my journal and try to take a picture of the guy the next night. Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. I set my radio alarm clock to go off around two the following morning. Listen. She knew. What a badass. I would have not. I'd have been like, nothing will disturb my slumber. Well, no, me neither. I'd be like, haunt me, ghost. I hope she's an investigative journalist now. (laughs) And I sat up with my journal and disposable camera waiting for the guy to return. He didn't. I did the same thing every night for a week, but still didn't see the guy again. (sighs) Nothing happened again until maybe a week or two later. That night, I woke up to see my closet door opening. The same gray man walk through, look around, and then walk back into my closet, again closing the door behind him. Instead of making any noise, I just sat and watched in absolute horror. This time, I wrote down exactly what I saw in my little journal. Tall man, but shorter than my dad, wearing a jacket with big buttons down the front, big belt buckle, baseball cap that had a flat top, really hairy mustache slash face. The next night, I camped out on my plastic inflatable chair. Do you remember those? Uh, Do I remember those? That was my jam. 90s, Inflatable furniture was the shit. It was so cool. I used to have an inflatable... um, chair that also had an inflatable hassock but instead of it being like see-through plastic green like they all were it had fur on it oh and it was like a velvet it was like you know that mermaid sequence now yes that everyone touches it was that but green velvet so when uh. you touched it it would turn into different shades of green uh. and it was inflatable that Listen, was the peak of my interior decor borrow that for my house <laughs> <laughs> thanks um she camped out. The next night I camped out on my plastic inflatable chair. The next night I camped out on my plastic inflatable chair beside my dresser, determined to get a picture of this guy living in my closet. This girl's fucking fearless. What a badass. Sure enough, I woke up to hear my closet door opening, so I took a picture of the door, wound the disposable camera, and tried to take another. The camera malfunctioned after the first photo. Of, of course. course. So I hightailed it into my sister's room, thinking the gray man would come after me for taking his picture. Two weeks later, my mom got a bunch of film developed. Oh, no. Ten of my photos were just random ones of me and my friends at school and playing outside. Eleven were totally black. They were after the camera stopped working. And one was of my closet door. It was slightly ajar, and in it you could see the hand, arm, and shoulder of a man. <gasps> my mom, wanting to see what, what I was so excited to get developed, took the photos. She flipped through, stopping when she came to the one of my closet. Bewildered, she asked who was playing in my closet and why I would take a random photo of it. Finally, I confessed that it was the gray man that I had seen him again and again and tried to take a picture to show the police. <laughs> oh, oh, what a ba- precious, what a precious badass little girl. Oh my god, I want to show the police. I want to show the police. You know what? She took matters into her own hands. She yes. was like, "Fuck adults, they're not helping." She was like, "My mom and dad don't give a fuck, so I'm going to go straight to the very police. Rugrats of her. She just very. like took it on. Very impressive. Um, I tried to take a picture to show the police. Ba ba ba. Uh, I told her that I had written down exactly what he looked like and that I didn't want him to live in my closet anymore. My mother, completely freaked out by all this, asked me to get my journal and bring it to her so she could see what I had written. That night, she sat down with me and my dad and asked me to talk to them about what I was seeing. I explained that I thought this gray guy was living in my closet and was probably going to murder us all and steal my Beanie Baby collection. (laughs) Since priorities it, since it was so dope well also it was the 90s so yeah that shit was priceless <laughs> it was priceless if she had one of those princess die beanie babies like i mean no questions i mean she would be a rich woman today it's like she's probably wealthy okay uh my beanie baby collection since it was so dope duh 
My, my dad took a closer look at the photo and asked me a few more questions. Very calmly, he explained that he thought it wasn't a person living in my closet, but that there was a ghost in the house. Wow, he's open. Very he's, calmly. He's very uh, <laughs> open with his child who has inflatable <laughs> furniture. It's like, oh no, it's just a ghost in your closet. Like, isn't that the age where you're supposed to be lying to your kids and oh, saying that there are sure. monsters under your bed? And he's like, oh, no, there's just a monster under your bed. I mean, but I guess if your kid literally thinks there's like a man in their closet, maybe it's better to be I like, guess. it's not a real man. But you're right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I would do either. My kids better not see ghosts. But also, I would be taking that kid out for ice cream for the rest of her days to for be show. like, you are so fucking brave to think that. Someone is going to murder us. And so you keep your mouth shut so we don't get scared. And then you stay up and like. And Harriet the spy that you shit. You have a lockdown of your own. You write investigative notes and then you take pictures until you get. For the police. For the police. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, really, her. it's really amazing. I mean, I think really, to be totally honest, no offense, but I think she was just worried about her Beanie Baby collection. But who wouldn't be? Who would it be? I know if. There was a Beanie Baby or a Tamagotchi or a Pokemon card in within a ghost grip. No. I'd be up all night, too. No. That is gold. Mm-hmm. 90s gold. A Game Boy Color. Oh, no. Don't touch it. Especially if it had one of those little lights. A worm light. I had that, too. The worm lights. Loved a good worm light. Um, okay. Anyway. Uh, ba, 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 ba. A ghost. He thought it was a ghost. He pointed out that the hat I... Boop. He pointed out that the hat I was describing was one often worn by Civil War soldiers, that the shoulder in the picture had badges and pins on it. So, like, in the photo, it's there were badges. It's detailed enough that yeah. an adult is recognizing it. Had badges and pins on it, like an officer would have, and that the mustache, which I described pretty well as matching my Uncle Bob's giant one, was a style worn back then. The only reason my uncle wore his mustache like that now is because he's a reenactor. Whoa. I know. Specifically, he's a Union Cavalry Officer reenactor at Gettysburg, and he styled his mutton chops after the photo he found of his officer. Holy shit. Here's where things get weird. Uh, 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 here it is. Get uh, ready. Shoot, I was waiting for things to get yeah, weird. Right. Uh, everything seems so normal up until now. Yes, everything's been so calm and normal. Common denominator, am I right? Man. My dad's a pastor, meaning he went through years of seminary and religious training long before I was born. He's seen some crazy shit, which is another email or five altogether. Please send us all of those. All of those at once with your father narrating it. Yes, please. In a video. Yeah. Uh, So he's dealt with some paranormal things like this before. It took him two or three days to get to pull all of these things together. But that weekend, my dad had our family perform a whole house blessing and sage ceremony. Good boy. Good boy. We walked through the house, my dad sprinkling holy water while blessing the rooms, my mom anointing every doorway and window with oil while saying the Lord's Prayer, me holding the smoldering stick of sage and standing in every corner, and my younger sister just following us like we were a parade of crazy people. (laughs) Valid. (laughs) When we came to my bedroom, my dad spent a few extra minutes in front of and even inside the closet talking to the spirit, explaining that he was free to go and move on, and then he was no longer stuck in that space or time. We finished everything up. My mom gave us Flintstone push pops. Why wouldn't you? How 90s can this fucking story get? I feel like I'm like... Is she about to talk about <laughs> Dunkaroos too and shit? I know. She's like being like reverted. I, then we played with slap bracelets and... Uh, and then our pogs came right out. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and then we went to bed. That night, nothing happened. A week passed, nothing. Two months, nothing. The following summer, maybe eight or nine months after all the craziness went down, my sister was playing in the basement and ran upstairs to the kitchen to show my mom what she found. What? Dun, dun, dun. Hold on to your pants, kids. Because my six-year-old sister came running up to my mom wearing a navy blue kepi hat, that slouchy kind of baseball cap with the flat top, saying that the man gave it to her while they were playing. I swear to God... I want to <laughs> leave this house. I want to run straight into a church. I'm sorry. She pulled it out of another realm. She said the man gave it to me. Listen. Okay. Then it says in all caps, what the what with a bunch of question exclamation. My sister found a genuine. This is on all capital letters, by the way. 
My sister found a genuine Union soldier's hat in our basement and talked to the fucking ghost months after I saw him last. My mom bugged out, made my sister take the hat off and leave it on the desk in my dad's study. Later, my dad and uncle were able to research the name they found inside the hat. Are you ready for this? Oh, my God. The soldier's name was Albertson. He was part of a Union scouting unit, and he was injured in the Battle of Gettysburg. He was shipped to a field hospital, treated, and later moved to a larger hospital near D.C., where he died from his injury. Turns out our family's house was used as a Union field hospital immediately after the Battle of Gettysburg. Both sides were treated from our home, the field behind our house, that the church owns and never allowed anyone to build anything on it. So we used it as a fucking kickball field, was used to bury the dead, and our living room was a surgery room. My uncle found a bunch of photos of our house from that time, and there was a second-story balcony way back then. Want to know where the door to that balcony was originally located? Yep, you guessed correctly. My closet was originally the doorway out to the balcony, which apparently is where a number of hurt soldiers jumped to their desks because they couldn't live with their injuries anymore. We always had odd things happening in the house. Lights and radios would turn on. Doors and drawers would open and close. We'd hear footsteps walking up and down the stairs. Uh, honestly, none of that ever bothered any of us. If my mom couldn't find something in the kitchen, she would take a moment and say, okay, boys, where'd you put my whatever she was looking for? Then whatever it was she was looking for would show up either besides the sink or in the middle of the kitchen table. So yeah, I guess my sister and I grew up with ghosts. We moved to Pennsylvania when I was 13 and my sister was 11, but growing up in that old house gave us both the knowledge and respect for the unknown. It was pretty damn cool if you ask either of us. Jen from Pennsylvania. That is the <laughs> best. That is the best story I've ever heard. Isn't that fucking nuts? That was the best story we've ever said on this show. That's my favorite one. It's that we've nuts. ever told. It just got weirder and weirder. I'm floored. Floored. Wow. Floored. I, that's the reason I wanted a paranormal podcast was so I could get some quality yes. shit like that. Yes. That is so And she was like, good. I don't tell this often. I was like, really? I would tell this I to would everyone. have a <laughs> megaphone velcroed to my fucking pants and I would say it at every person that ever passed me. Everyone would know. <laughs> How do you not have that? Oh, wait, if she has the picture of the arm and the leg and everything, <gasps> if you're listening... It would be a crime for you to not send us Please that picture. Please show us. Please, for the love of God, any any photos you have. I mean, I know it was any in the 90s, photos, but if you have it. Oh, my God. Let us know. I have full chills. Was that not fucking crazy? Brava. 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 Uh, oh. Ready wow. for the next one? <laughs> There's more? There's oh, more. It's like Christmas morning. It I'm is. Like, and another present? This is the best part of this podcast. This is our favorite part for sure. Yes. Except for also the Facebook Live videos. That's probably our new also oh, favorite. That's, oh, yes. That's a new favorite. October 8th, guys. October 8th. Seven days from right now. October 8th. A full week. 3 p.m. Pacific Standard. Join yes. the Facebook group to know when it is. And ask us questions because we like hearing what you want to know about us yeah we would have talked to you yes 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 all right um it's your turn all right guys you ready christine i'm so ready damaris writes to us hi damaris damaris says hello from texas hello, hello from, from california LA. all oh, right we were close i was going doing the state thing hello from california well she's on your side because she says team christine drinking mimosas i am on board with that uh, Damaris says, I lived in Florida when my children were born. 1995 was my daughter, Sarah, and 1997 was my son, Colin. I never even thought about spirits or the supernatural until my son was almost two. Ugh, the terrible twos bring out the worst in you, don't they? Yeah. Bring ghosts and everything. As parents, we know all about that. Uh, well, I <laughs> I am Gio's step-parent, so... Oh, right. By default, Gio's... He's... I know what it's like to raise a child. He is currently hitting his terrible twos, so... Oh. It must be hard for you. Yeah, it's hard for us. I don't even live with him. And, you know, it takes a toll on me every day. <laughs> he started... Oh, right, the not Gio. The, her son. <laughs> Gio started seeing demons. <laughs> oh, my. He started waking me up at the exact same minute every single night. Okay. Immediately get rid of your child. 
I mean, there's no reason and to have him. My literal next sentence was just put him outside. <laughs> just, no one will know. Just put him, just send him to an orphanage. Just put him away. He would tell me the best he could to make them stop talking. Nope. I thought he was making up reasons to sleep in bed with me as toddlers do. So I sent him back to his bed for like a week before I got thoroughly spooked because 1.38 a.m. on the dot for a month straight. Oh, no. No, like. That's not a thing. But he's not just trying to like sleep in your bed, you know, yeah. like. Unless he's, like, so smart, and then it's, like, you gotta hand it to him. Yeah, like, for a two-year-old, like, <laughs> well done. He deserves to sleep in your bed at that well, point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, 1.38 a.m. on the dot for a month straight. Yes, I felt like a terrible mom when I realized he was really being woken up. Oh, well, you did what you could. He would tell me that it was a man and a woman who were arguing... He said they were mad, and just as suddenly as it had appeared, it had stopped. It wasn't until we moved into another house that was just built where more activity started up. Oh, he no. was now nine. <sighs> all right, let's get into it. As we were moving in, we carried all of his clothes hangers into his closet, put them on the pole, and left to go get more things. Upon coming back into the room, the hangers were all clanging together as if someone ran their hand across them. Mm-mm. A month later, he woke up in our hallway with his nightstand on his chest, and he was yelling for help. Oh, my God. Excuse the fuck out of me. I'm sorry. I'm more sorry. He had a nightstand on his chest in the middle of the hallway, and he he didn't even wake up for either of them to get moved. He was just, like, screaming for help. Like, he, like... I, I'm imagining what happened is he came to from sleeping. <gasps> no! With that thing on his chest. That's some real poltergeist shit. That's it's one thing for a poltergeist to move a nightstand into a hallway. It's another thing to move the child into the hallway and then put the nightstand on him. And that's then a, casually place furniture on it. That's a middle finger no, to you. that's fucking rude. <laughs> it's so rude. <laughs> oh, my God. And I also... It's one of those things where I'm like, do you think the child got, like like vanished out of thin air and then like plopped into the hallway or do you think he got like dragged by some force that's what i'm wondering like or do you think he floated or do you think the nightstand was put on him and then they both got floated at the same time or do you think he got dragged into the hallway by himself and then the nightstand got dragged onto him that's kind of what i picture is like he gets dragged in the hallway and then the nightstand gets no matter what it's too creepy it's awful and then he wakes up and is screaming for help which is also also makes me think they, it definitely didn't want him to wake up because you would wake up if someone was dragging you, then dragging you for himself, sure out of bed. You have to fall out of the bed for sure. Assuming he didn't float out of the bed and get gently laid down. <laughs> so he gets t- taken out of bed, dragged into a hall with a nightstand on him. Something didn't want him to wake up. Right. Which means when he woke up screaming for help, something wanted him to it wake up. It was like, now That's, you can wake up. Ugh, it's so creepy. So bad. When we would be downstairs watching TV, we heard loud banging on the floor above us, which was his room. No one was ever home but the three of us. Mm -hmm. Another time, we were all in the kitchen of our very new house and the ovens inside... The ovens inside pane of glass shattered into a million (gasps) pieces right in front of us. It just exploded. It wasn't on, hadn't been on all day, and it wasn't even the exterior sheet of the glass or the interior. Apparently, ovens have a sheet in between the two. (gasps) What the fuck? And it was just the middle one that just went... What the fuck? I don't have time for that at all. No, thanks. One day, my daughter and I were in the kitchen talking, and the cordless phone flew up and off of its cradle and slid across the counter and turned on. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Or else I won't be able to sleep tonight. thank you. At this age, I started noticing orbs in many of our photos. He was always in every picture. When he was 10, we moved to Texas, and only two things have happened here since 2008. My daughter was asleep in her room. It was the middle of the night. She heard something hit the floor, but was half half asleep, so didn't investigate. When she did get up, she saw her jackets that were hung on a hook on the back of the door on the floor now. When she picked them up to put them back on the hook, the hook was now upside down, but still 100% glued to the door. Shut. So the hook itself had totally turned upside down, but was stuck against the door as if it could have never moved and would have never moved and could not be fixed. 
Uh-uh. <sighs> wow. Wait, what the fuck? Like, the hook is just, na- like, has always been upside down for as, all- for as long as It's just, like, screwed in, but... It's screwed in upside down. 180. But, like, adhesive. I don't think it's a screw thing. I think it was just, like, a... No, thanks. Built into the door, but was now presenting itself as if it were always upside down. No, thank you. We couldn't believe our eyes. I don't... I don't blame you. Uh, it was a huge hook, too. Like, two inches wide, where it attaches to another surface. So, it was not a little thing. It took... It took me a steak knife to cut the adhesive from the door. It was getting dull from the adhesive, and I needed a new one. We were so freaked out. That th- oh, my God. So the, it literally was <clears throat> stuck upside down all of a it, sudden. Like, there's That's no... fucked up. Like, it just, like... Again, it's like, d- did it just, like, vanish out of nowhere and then pop back into our world how upside down? How does that down? work? Like, how could it... It couldn't just get physically pulled off and put back on if right. it was that hard. The last thing that has happened happened twice. We have two ceramic crosses. Thank God you have crosses, first of all. Of course, they're ceramic crosses. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Buckle up. One for you, one for me. Buckle up. We have two ceramic crosses that hang above our TV in the living room. One morning, we woke up to find them laying perfectly on the floor, face down, exactly spaced how they had been on the wall. So it's not like they fell and clanged (gasps) together. Like, they were perfectly placed. That is some demon shit right there. Poltergeist demon shit. Oh, I have such crazy chills right now. Me too. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They did not fall because they are delicate and would have broken. Because they're ceramic. Right, sure. They had to get lifted off and gently placed down. Oh, my God. This happened one more time months after the first time. The nail still perfectly in the wall, the TV not out of place, and was directly below them, and the crosses in flawless condition. Oh, my God. So, like, if it fell, it would have also hit the TV on the right. way down. Right, One more thing happened to me. I was home alone, and I made myself a cup of tea. It was so hot, I set it on my desk. I sat on a couch right in front of it. When I sat and looked at the desk, the cup was not where I had put it. Just as I was thinking, um, it's on the edge... It knocked over and poured out on the floor. The strangest part was that the next day I heard news that my grandmother had died the morning this happened. Sorry this is so long. Love your show. Damaris. Holy mother of God. I'm sweating. One last one? One last one. All right. So this is called Bong Ripping Sage. Perfect. And Creepy Crawly Things. Alrighty. From Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi, Emma Christine. Here's my submission for listener episode. As someone very wise once said, let's crack into it. Oh, she called me wise. I know. How does that feel? Feels good and kind of like a lie, but whatever. I feel like you're living a lie. (laughs) (laughs) I am a lie. Okay. So I grew up in a very LDS household in Utah. Oh my. Latter-day Saints. Yep. For anyone who doesn't know. So all spirit slash ghost talk was totally banned my entire life. When I got into high school and had more independence, I was super interested in the paranormal, probably because I had literally never heard anything about it growing up. Right. I dove into it with a friggin' vengeance. My (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? A friggin' vengeance. (laughs) My entire life, I've always felt like there was someone with me, like I've never truly been alone. It used to really freak me out, but... Over the years, I've gotten used to it, except for the days when my cat is being extra spiritually in tuned, an extra spiritually in tuned freak and stares over my left shoulder all day. Yuck. I always feel like whatever it is, it's behind my left shoulder. So anyways, when I was 17, I met a girl who I very quickly became close with because she was just as interested in the paranormal as I was. We started reading all the horror stories, all the reddits, etc. Eventually, we became super curious and we spent an entire weekend reading the necronomicon in the starbucks of a barnes and noble that's a pretty good uh memory to have with someone do you know what that is uh imagining it's about death necro necronomicon not about to spend 70 dollars on a book that could literally kill me okay (gasps) if you don't know what the book is it's pretty much like an encyclopedia of demons oh oh fuck oh no Okay, maybe not like the best rem- like memory. Yeah, you're like what a what I a take it back. I take memory. it back. I take it back. <laughs> Even thinking about the book freaks me the fuck out. After we read it, we decided to get a Ouija board. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! They're they're little baby Christines. I'm pretty sure she's me in high school. Maybe Wait. that's why she thinks I'm wise. Be- oh my, we would be friends. Oh no. Oh wow. Oh my. <sighs> 
After we read it, we decided to get a Ouija board. Long story short, we did get in contact with Zozo. <gasps> oh, no. Again, saying the name literally makes the hair on my neck stand up. And the dickhead, a.k.a. Zozo, told my friend she was going to die on December 23rd, 2016. Did she? She asked how, and he said by a car crash. Oh, fuck. She asked if she didn't get into the car that day, what would happen? And he said, fire. <gasps> okay, so that was it. I let her do her thing with the board, however you get rid of it, and we went on our way. A few nights later, some weird shit started happening. Like I said earlier, my parents were really religious, so I never brought any of the stuff into their house. Good girl. At least you're safe at home. Oh, my or God. is she? Based on your eyes. But that didn't stop the weird things from happening in my house like I thought it would. Over the course of a few weeks, I couldn't sleep. I was having really bad nightmares, etc., etc., the usual. Okay, but shit got real when my little sister moved into the basement. One night, I heard her FaceTiming her best friend in the middle of the night. They were laughing and giggling and being pretty annoying, so I was yelling at her for my room to stop. They wouldn't stop, so finally I went into her room to tell her to stop being so loud, and dead ass, she was asleep. Like, god. no faking it, nothing. Oh my god. She was without a doubt asleep and had been for a while. I have no idea who I was hearing. <gasps> a few mornings later, she was being super weird towards me, and she told me that she had walked past my room the night before and that I was sitting straight up in my bed, eyes open. She tried to say hi to me, and it was like I couldn't see or hear her. I have no recollection of this, but I never sleepwalk. One oh my god. <laughs> I know. Right? Oh my god. So horrifying. Oh my god. <laughs> No. One time when I was eight, I sleptwalked and peed in the pantry. More on that later if you're interested in that story. I am. Em's really interested. I'm all about it. But other than that, I've never sleptwalked, so that was fucking creepy. Okay, but here goes the creepy pee-pee-pee-est part ever. One night, I was going to sleep and was just on my phone trying to fall asleep. I heard my sister Sarah say, Allie, what are you doing? Stop. And she just started freaking out, telling me to stop and get out. I was literally like, what the fuck? I'm in my room. So I walked into her room and she started screaming. As soon as she saw me, she was hysterical. So I asked her what was wrong. And she said, why the fuck were you crawling into my room? I'm sorry. No. What the fuck? And at that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to go bong rip some sage and cry for the rest of my life. <laughs> I want that to be my, if I could be reincarnated, that would be my senior year quote for sure. I'm going to go bong rip some sage and cry for the rest of my life, AKA preparing for college. Cause that's exactly what happened. Preparing for life. But yeah, her sister saw her crawling into her room. No ma'am. The next day we staged the basement and that was really it. I moved out of my parents' house a few days later for unrelated reasons. My sister said nothing else had happened in the house. It's weird because I don't think whatever it was disappeared because of some sage, but I more think that I realized I needed to stop giving it energy. I still pretty much always feel like something is with me, but again, it never does anything, and I'm only really freaked out by it when I'm home alone. It really is so weird that I had those experiences for a few weeks and then they went away for seemingly no reason. It could have been my brain making things up because I was raised that the paranormal was evil and that I was doing something that was bad, but that wouldn't explain the crawling into my sister's room. Either way, it's weird as fuck and scary as fuck. And I still won't go into my parents' basement anymore. Good call. Good girl. But you guys are amazing and hilarious and kind. And pretty much you break all LA stereotypes ex <laughs> except for the one what? about being a broke intern. Uh, well, yeah, I feel like all across America, that's, that's all of us anyway. She goes, um, please don't be offended by that. <laughs> no, I, no. Listen, as a really wealthy and successful person. Yeah, right. I'm highly offended. You know, I think we just don't fit the LA stereotype because we moved here after living somewhere else for 25 years. Yeah, exactly. And we were like, okay, now we'll try LA. We're in LA and we're like, what is this place? Yeah, everyone's like, do you want some kale juice? And we're like, no, we do not. And we're like, why are we here? Help. Like, we have no money. We can't even buy the kale juice. Kale juice is $12. <laughs> oh, help me. Uh, it's amazing. It helps me get through the hard days at work. Love you both forever and love Geo Itty Bitty Baby. Oh, he's such a bitty baby Geo Itty Bitty Baby. He's such a good boy. Even more. Listen, I was in the hospital when I wrote this email. And I will tell you, my brother was, my brother spent, my God bless my brother. He was in my hospital room for like 90% of the time that I was there. 
and uh, he was sitting in a chair over there and I was reading emails because Blaze hacked the hospital email and, or ha- hospital Wi-Fi and gave me the password because he's an angel. Good boy. Good boy. So I was reading uh, podcast emails and I read this one and when it said, what were you doing crawling into my room? I just, I it couldn't even control myself. I went, <gasps> and I, I let out this like insane gasp and my brother goes, what? What's wrong? And I went, thinking you were like dying in your hospital bed. Yes. And I went, she crawled into her sister's room and he goes, what the fuck? And I wrote her an email and I was like, Allie, this is the first time I've ever like verbally like made some sort of vehement reaction out loud. I like almost threw my IV pole across the room. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that story creeped me the fuck out. It's too much. This was the best listeners episode we've had you ever. Guys, you're sending us great fucking stories. They're such good stories. And it's awful because those were four, but I have like a thousand in our inbox that I want to get to. We have so many. You guys are sending so many stories. So like, we're even, so grateful. Even if we run out of murders and ghosts, like at least the number of emails we get from you guys, we can just keep talking about your stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll know when I've ran out of ghost stories, when I'm emailing you guys asking permission <laughs> to use it as my story. Like, hey, remember that time your sister was possessed? Can I just like make that my story? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, give me as many details as possible. I got to fill an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, thank you so much. We love you guys so much. Um, if you want to send in your own stories, you can do it at, and that's why we drink at gmail.com. You can also, um, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but don't send your listener stories there. Some of you have been trying to get real slick. I mean, you can, but I won't read them on People the have been sending me their listener stories or their ghost stories through Instagram and Twitter. And nice try, you sneaky snakes. We told you. And that's why we drink at gmail.com. I will never see them because I will never send them to me. So send them to me and that's why we drink at gmail.com. If you send me your personal story, I will read it and I will say, wow, that's cool. You should send it to and that's why we drink at gmail.com. Exactly, exactly. So there But we you go. still love you. We don't mean to yell at you. No. And that's why we drink. And that's why we drink. Bye, guys. Bye. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.